Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Quest podcast where we run through classic albums and give our thoughts on each track. And today we'll be talking about Run the Jewels, Run the Jewels 2. Like the artist is Run the Jewels and the album is Run the Jewels 2. And for the cool kids, RTJ2. I'm just I'm just keeping up with all y'all, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My name is HSR. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And uh, yeah, so we are some... And for those of you who hate the intro, you can check the description of the video to see when we start. But we are just some regular folk, some amateurs, as you might say, mm-hmm. with a passion and a desire to fully understand the culture of hip hop and just music in general and just albums and the beautiful art form that an album is. And yes. often just seeing what the different artists have to say and whatnot. And well, we'll get to why we chose Run the Jewels as Run the Jewels 2 very shortly. But mm-hmm. in general, a little preface we like to put is there's a good chance that you coming here watching this have listened to this album significantly more than we have and are more familiar with the act than we are because while we may have listened to the album before or not um we usually have about a week to like turn these around so just just to take that with some perspective and but i feel like i've listened to this album probably maybe a little bit more than um some of the other albums I reviewed, like it was just like an easy, enjoyable listen. Absolutely. To, to get through, so it was easy just to put it on again. And be like, oh, it's, why it's not? Also, I'll, I'll just listen to it again one more time. It's also not an hour and twenty minutes, and mm-hmm. that also sometimes impacts it. It's also not twenty-two songs. That also sometimes yeah, impacts it's forty-one everything. minutes. So it's it's short and sweet, but it's like so good. Anyway, before we get onto onto all that, the whole point of this little diatribe here is to encourage you to leave some comments with corrections, with observations of your own, with anything you want to encourage a good conversation. We are a small enough channel that I am still able to promise I can answer every single comment, no matter if it's positive or negative. Um, But yeah, my goal is to create a nice community of people who want to dive deep into the music and really just care more than the the seven-minute shallow review popularity that we see out there on the internet these days. Mm-hmm. That's right. Taking shots at the industry. Straight <laughs> killer mic <Mike> style. <laughs> but no, like, I think there's <laughs> so much time and effort that gets put into these albums. And even if I'm not the best at this, I don't, that's not the point. That It's just we put, we want to give it that level of credit and really sit with it long enough to, or to like at least try to understand everything that's going on on the album to the best of our abilities. And then week over week, we just get better. So hopefully 2022 version of us is going to be laughing at us today. So you are basically joining us in our journey through quest, our quest through the name of the show. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's also our our journey to find all of like, well, yeah, through this quest, um, we're just listening to a lot of rap. It's a lot of like new stuff that we haven't listened to before. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool that you get to, like, join us on that, you know, kind of marathon of, like, rap albums. Yeah, and as you can tell by the number, we are at, like, what, I think this is 89 or something like that. Something pretty fucking high up. So, and that's just this. Anyway, uh, we do care about the comments. And last week we talked about Redman's What the Album. Mm-hmm. What the the album. There's an extra E in there. <laughs> and uh, on that review, Mr. Dusty Clips was like, y'all hit it on the head when talking about how Redman is hard and silly at the same time mm-hmm. also creative he started at style and is one of eminem's biggest influences eminem got so much respect for Redman that on his song till i collapse an absolutely great song uh eminem named who he thinks the greatest rappers of all time and he named Redman first by calling him by his real name reggie that's some high praise but eminem's on one of his greatest albums in yeah. my opinion giving you that kind of fucking love 
So you know it's got to be good, so but go it, listen to it. But I just I love that kind of a comment, right? Because he's taking the time to, like, share with us, you know, like to educate. And then everybody else who's going to come to that video and read that comment will also be able to gain that. And if they didn't know that or we didn't say that or something like that, it's like more info. To me, that's what it's about, sharing and caring. And Aww. I know it sounds fucking stupid and corny, <laughs> but I know Killer Mike's about that shit too. So that's what I'm trying to say. Um, I just want to like give them give them both hugs. Um, before we jump into the episode, though, special thanks to the patrons and Del Williams, Super Old School, 1994, Chris Prado, and Ismail Goddamsey. They support what we do. We talk a bit about that at the end. And uh, yeah, why don't why don't Bonnie, you introduce who we will be discuss talking about today? Well, in case you haven't picked it up by now, this week we are doing Run the Jewels, Run the Jewels Two. Which who is Run the Jewels? Um, they're, they're like these two buddy guys and um, LP and uh, Killer Mike, and they um, are just like gangsters that like have a good time and are activists, and they make some killer music. All right, yeah. I get. Yeah, I mean that's the way to put it. <laughs> and that sums it up. LP uh, makes beats and raps. Uh, killer Mike is Grammy Award winning. Killer Mike. Yeah. Man, we, we did Run the Jewels 3, actually. So this is the part where we talk about how connected we are to the mm. artists because it matters. This is the first one that I've ever done. Yeah, but, like, way when we started this channel, uh, it was right around when Run the Jewels 3 dropped in. We got some comments saying we didn't know shit about Killer Mike, and I, now <laughs> I get it. I totally get it now. So for those who are coming back, y'all were right, and thank you because now I care a lot more about Killer Mike. I would not have gone back if early comments on this channel – told me to like go check him out because he's fucking dope see that's how much is real to me um still let's be real here um so i, I like this album actually when it dropped or not when it dropped but when before the the third one had come out i had found blockbuster night part one and really actually gotten into the sound and like i was already feeling this album mm. then the third one came out i was fucking excited right like it was real joy for me to be able to like know who the fuck they were you know um even if I don't really know Killer Mike's past, I did know he was on the Outcast song because I feel like a lot of people know that. But Netflix released a show you should all go fucking watch, in my opinion. And like, if you care about all the activism stuff and you just really want to challenge your conceptions yeah. about what's possible, not what's right, but what's possible. And more importantly, um, Killer Mike did. So he, they did the show Trigger Warning with Killer Mike, where he runs around and in every episode has like a bigger point to make like in the first one is how hard it is to just shop at black owned stuff right or to only buy black yeah to buy black yeah yeah from black the black community which is a really powerful statement because when he he basically ended up sleeping in a park the first night because he couldn't find a black motel you know i mean uh which was like really a powerful point to be made and um at the end of every episode he manages to like come up with some kind of a solution like he tried to solve the crip and blood violence situation by introducing Cripa cola soda <laughs> now what really inspires me about killer mike is he is very different than most people who take on these subjects most people <clears throat> will make these really long lengthy videos really honing in on all the problems and everyone's really 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 good at talking about all the problems in society but then they just that's where the video ends and it's always just the problems. Well, Killer Mike takes you on a journey that goes from like, you know, a problem to a proactive solution that 
could work. It doesn't mean that it will work, mm-hmm. but it does mean that it, it's something to try. And I think that's the thing we can all take away from Killer Mike. It gives is, like a new perspective, new ideas, and it's kind of but like like a different way to look at th- to look at things. So if Killer Mike can come up with selling soda, and that's one guy's vision, imagine if we pooled our resources of intellectual capacity to come up with better solutions to the different issues. You know, like maybe maybe the way the intelligent people are dealing with the problems is wrong. You know, and the way they pass the buck is an incorrect way to deal with it. I mean, that's what Killer Mike does is he challenges that part of me and he makes me want to go from a place of passive observation to like active servitude because you know what? He was right there with everyone. You know, it's not just a hypocrite. You can tell he really lives this life. And if Killer Mike can go out there and try and change the world, why the fuck can't all of us is what I was left with watching that show. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm like, you know what? We make fucking album reviews about classic albums and well... Spoiler alert, Run the Jewels 2, in my opinion, is fucking epically, amazingly well put together. Yeah. One of the only albums, at least prior to doing these reviews, that ever hit me in that punk spirit type shit that really still fuels in me at the age of 31, you know, because I never really gave up my desire to be an activist, rebel, punk, change the world person. (laughs) But, like, Killer Mike makes me believe I still can, right? Anyway, that's it. So... Um, my feelings coming into this album review was all that because I'd watched all of the trigger warning before we decided to do this um, review. In fact, it was because of that because I wanted to do a quick SEO grab, but we were a week late, so fuck up, whatever. It just kind of happened like that. So, you know, life, but yeah, I wanted to do a little sellout move because, but more importantly, I wanted to show shine to this album because it's hella good. I don't know how many of you like it. I'm certain everybody who clicks on the video always just likes the album. That's an assumption I make because most, like, I think only 30% of our viewers are subscribers. So everyone else mostly coming most of the time is not. And I, that's cool. It's not really the point. It was just more to say. So for you, most of you coming, I know you like this. For those of you who are, might get exposed to it, go listen Please to this. Please do. Yeah. It's worth your time. Um, as far as, like, the name Run the Jewels, it means to rob people. It's a fucking cool thing because these underground dudes is going to rob the industry with talent and banger shit. That's what I take from it. It's a powerful statement. And then this is two in like the vein of like Led Zeppelin too and other great acts that just have such powerful names that they don't need album names. It's just Run the Jewels 2. It doesn't need a name. And then you look at the cover and it's basically the same thing as the first cover. I mean, there are differences. Um, I'm not saying there aren't. But you've got like the hand and the, the gun and the fist. Mm-hmm. And one is snatching your chain and one's jacking you. You know, it's just fucking powerful imagery and that's what they're coming in. They're going to jack that shit. Whatever that shit is going to be, you don't know. But it's just powerful just looking at it. And it's so simple. It's just this red background with the fucking things, you yep. know. And that's that's it. And it's like drawn on. It looks kind of like graffiti-esque or something. Like, it looks cool. It's very, like, artsy and I think it's, um, I don't know. That's cool. I, I would I would honestly rock a Run the Jewels shirt. There's not many like logos I would want to put on a shirt and wear these days, but Run the Jewels is one of them. Um, anyway, that's just because they they stand for shit that you can just stand for, you know? Like yeah. it's fucking cool. I was listening to Sway talk to Killer Mike, and he's like, "You can't be bought," you know? Like this is a guy who's not he's not a partisan. He doesn't have a side. He just fights for what he believes in. Yeah. That is the coolest shit in the world. I mean, Kendrick Lamar put it best. You know, I don't remember his line, but he basically made a line that if we all cared about conscious shit, um, 
Ken, uh, Killer Mike would, you know, be like fucking popping and whatnot. And it's true. But anybody that's ever said nobody's rhyming about proper shit, Killer Mike is the fuck you to that statement. Absolutely. Anyway, so, and it's pretty, it's a relatively new album. This came out October 24, 2014. That's so, new enough to be called new. Yeah. And this was what, in the middle of the auto-tune spurge of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Versace, I think, is coming out back then. Anyway. We can go on. I can go on for days because I'm so passionately <laughs> inspired by Killer Mike in this moment. Um, and LP. LP's cool too. Uh, not taking away from him. It's just that feel Because you like, would be the LP. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> but Killer Mike is still inspired. I mean, LP's inspiring too because he's dope enough to be fly with Killer Mike. So mm-hmm. it means like I can go care about this shit. So yes, LP inspires me to feel like I can talk about this shit. And if you don't like it, well, I'm going to do it anyway because LP's with Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. Allies. Woot. All right. Um, the first track is, well, Bonnie's favorite fucking show and it's the worst. Jeopardy. All right, Bonnie, it's probably wise for you to just do your thing, and I'll just shut up for a while. Um, all right. Well, I mean, it, it's a solid beat. Like, right away, you get into it. Um, and Killer Mike is just, like, amazing. He, like, instantly, like, demands attention. Um, I really appreciate that he really enunciates very well. Um, and LP is very good. He holds his own as well. And I think that it's... Like, it's, it's a cool, like, mix and, like, sound to hear both of them. Um, and, like, so they're just kind of, like, doing their own thing while, uh, you know, and it still sounds good. And they're still, like, delivering, like, these, like, solid, like, energetic and, like, you know, me- poignant messages across. Um, and I really like the last line, which kind of, like, ties it into, like, the Jeopardy um title and the name and uh you know to the jeopardy question is run the jewels is the answer your question is what's popping and that's like kind of like the wording if you've never seen jeopardy in your life it's the wording um of that how you answer jeopardy how you answer the questions um so i really liked it it was like a really good intro um you can kind of see that that they are serious that they they are intelligent and like they construct like really well music you kind of get that just from like this very first like intro and i gave it a 4.3 i really liked it i feel like that was an underwhelming explanation of this song no offense okay okay but it literally starts off with killer mike being like i'm gonna bang this bitch the fuck out (laughs) you better you might want to record the other way you finna look at history being made in this motherfucker put a mirror on the goddamn screen let's go lp (laughs) you just don't hear albums starting punching you in the face like that i mean he literally is gonna bang this bitch out as in this album this take this whatever this this project it's gonna be a fucking grand slam Mm -hmm. and simultaneously he is banging this out by hitting you in the face with his voice the way he's doing this. In my opinion, this might be one of the most prolific starts to every album I've ever... This might rank in my top five album starting moments of all time. Okay. Because I will never forget it. And every time I hear it, I know what's coming. And this is like one of those projects where... Spoiler alert. There's almost no misses. So you don't even need to skip shit. It's basically like the next 41 minutes of your life is run the jewels, mother. Oh, well, let's say 38 minutes of your life is run the jewels. And it just runs, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. And then the beat kicks in. And you're like, wait, 
the, the beat's now kicking in and you've already just been smacked in the face. So he gets your attention. It is commanding. Mm -hmm. And then he wraps his fucking ass off with this <laughs> so many cool flows. Like I'm on my, I'm up at midnight. I'm dripping off in my nizikes. They're like, okay, now he's doing that Snoop Doggy type shit. Yeah. Guess who's on the Meow the Jewels remix? Oh, side note. They did a charity thing. And um, one of the stretch goals was we'll make a cat remix album. And so people fought for that to happen. And then it did. And then Meow the Jewels 2, Meow the Jewels 2, which is the official cat remix of this very album we're talking <laughs> about is there. And Snoop Dogg is a guest verse on this very song to show that it's all connected like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Interesting, interesting. So a gun and a metal pizzipe and nizipe is to my rizite. I'm lurking serving on pussies who lack a purpose. I've got them filled up with frizzite like mizike is you all rizite. And you're just like, what? And But then you know, he's like kind of sitting there um, in the strip club with all sorts of violence around him, painting out this beautiful ambiance. And he's so faded that they're concerned about him a little bit is what I took from that. I'm lurk I'm looking lurking on bitches twerking for surf. I mean, maybe those are cowards. I don't really know. Don't get mad at me if I fuck up the interpretation of specific lyrics. I'm just running through them trying not to fuck that up. It mm -hmm. makes me nervous every single time. Um, anyway, I'm lurking on bitches twerking for service. The bitches bag is a burkin' I'm yelling, screaming, and cursing. Now, why I'm going through this is to focus on two things. A, the rhyming capabilities of the man is ridiculous. The lurking on bitches twerking for service. So service and bitches has that rhyme scheme running. The bitches bag is a Birkin pulling it all back in I'm yelling screaming and cursing he's just rhyming properly in a fun flowy way that rides the beat like a motherfucker while painting this environment of who he is etc and then as it kind of just builds up I love how he executes at the end kind of just painting his influences into it like uh, the closest representation of God you might see pay honors like your mama young son and take it right knee the passion of Pac the depth of Nas circa 9-3 that's very specific. That's like Illmatic. That's when Tupac's throbbing. You know, mix the brand of Brad Jordan and uh, Chuck D. I'm not, I can't remember who Brad Jordan is, but you know that politics side of shit. And then he spits with the diction of Malcolm or say a bum B, showing that he's got that prolific, really well articulated. Like I read the autobiography of Malcolm X as told by Alex Haley. So it's not quite his level of art. It's not, it's not the, the source, but it's basically like showing his level of articulation, his next level. And then Bumby is just a very different side of it, that Southern slang. So he's able to fuse those. Two. Like he's able to communicate so much is what I'm trying to convey here. And then the beat breaks for a little bit. And then LP shows up. And it's just his, his words really hit me, though. I've never been much of, uh, of shit, but most measurements don't exist. On the radar, a little blip in the shadow of motherships. Been smothered and brashly muffled by hucksters of global spin. Like the sign on my back says, stab me, my soul is your little bitch. Now that is one of the most relatable motherfucking feelings I've ever heard, right? I've not accomplished shit. If you're watching this video, we are at 1,411 subscribers after two years. <laughs> By most measurements don't exist. Whew. I am so statistically insignificant and the number of you to actually watch this video, if I'm being real, is so small that there are people who question if this is even worth doing, you know? But maybe you should be careful when flipping a stranger switch, like assuming the war is won and a symbol of arrogance. Alright, I'm seeing where he's coming from. You coming in with your suppositions and your ideas. 
making your assumptions about what success might be or whatever, and then watch what happens when he flips on you or whatever. Anyway, it just flows on through like that, and it ends with that line that Barney put on. Instead of running through every fucking um, lyric, it's just there's a couple of really powerful sentiments that you're getting off the jump one is that they will say whatever the fuck they mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. motherfuck your permission it was never yours to begin with i lied i wanted to quote that one too because that's such a powerful sentiment and i agree with them so when i've had many people ask me who thought who told me it was a good idea to do this Nobody, nobody else is fucking making these long ass reviews. So obviously it's not a good idea by any conceivable fucking metric. Did it because I think it's amazing to do this and I think more people should be. Um, so I, there's so many parts of just the spirit of what makes them them that I really relate to. Then this song has that power in every lyric, which if you have watched some of my more street rappy ones that are all about the wisdom, that's what really appeals to me. Only... I mean, I guess Killer Mike inspires me in LP I can relate to. So this gives me a hell of a lot to like fucking put on when I'm, you know, just vibing. I don't have to write a lot of my notes. That shit's dope. Five on five. That's all this is. It is just a masterpiece that just started. All right. Well, oh, my darling, don't cry. Oh, my. I think Killer Mike puts it best when you start hearing that beat. There are really only two words for how good it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They might just be, oh my, fuck is that, doesn't it just start off proper? You're just like, oh yep. my, like you're feeling it too. And you're just bopping your head with Killer Mike right there. Cause you know, LP made it and Killer Mike's experiencing it for the first time. <sighs> Such a powerful like, start <laughs> to this. And then LP comes in and he starts us off with this fuck the law, they can eat my dick, that's word to pimp. Now I know that pimp C said that and the whole line makes sense. So fuck the law, they can eat my dick is, is from a pimp C song. So he's giving a shout out to a classic rap influence. Mm-hmm. Proper thing to do to show your appreciation of the fucking culture while being a white boy on it. Respect. I understand what he's trying to do there. <laughs> Hold up. Oh my. Fucking amazing. He just cuts himself off like he's not ready. He came in a little bit early just so he can plug in the you are now listening to Run the Jewels 2, which is actually the fucking voice of Michael Winslow of Police Academy. So the guy doing that voice, coming right Mm. after Fuck the Law, you know, is a bit of a subliminal shot, saying we don't even care. We'll get a fucking police guy from the TV to come on our album right after saying Fuck the Law. That's dope. I just wanted to give some credit to that. Okay. Kicks back in, and then, you know, fucked a lot. I can eat my dick, that's where the pimp. I don't fuck with or talk like all these fucking imps. Style violent, give a fuck if you deny it, kids. You can all run naked backwards through a fetal dick. And you're just like, okay. And then you realize he's kind of saying, fuck the law, fuck everyone else's way of doing things. I'm not going to do what you tell me to do because you do it. I'm going to be me. But he says it like that. And I'm like, yeah. I respect it even if you can't see what you're doing. I'm like, this is how you fucking go in. They're going in as hard and vile as they can while spitting some real shit, you know? Yep. Second half of the verse comes in with a big quote. Fuck the world. Don't ask me for shit. That's weird to big. I dreamt we own the world, but I've woken up and it doesn't exist. Soak it in. I need no assist. You can't slap my wrist. I don't owe you shit. Trust me. I'm a doctor. Doom. Operate. My pulse won't raise a bit. And you just, you know, like, this is going to be an ego track. This is going to be like, damn 
going in. And that's basically what the fuck happens. Uh, Killer Mike runs back in. I, I don't know, man. Just the way he's like that fuckboy life shit about to be repealed. That fuckboy shit about to be repelled. Fuckboy jihad kill infidels a la Akbar boom from Mike and L. Damn, that's some shit that like you just don't like get very often. You know, it's just yep. in your fucking face. This is who we are. You're, cu- you're, you're, you're we're gonna destroy you. We're gonna destroy the whole fucking thing. And then what's the hook? Oh my, don't cry. It's just so silly. It's just so simple. It's just such a cool fucking juxtaposition, you know? <laughs> and then they come in with, like, multiple verses going back and forth, dropping ridiculous amounts of fucking crazy lines. But, like, it, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like the energy on this song is so different than the first one, yep. right? And that's something I want to bring attention to. The song structure is different. Everything about these two songs is different except that the same two MCs is blasting just as real bloody fucking honest and raw as they can be. And I think I'm blowing away. This is another perfect song to me. Like what I can't I can't think of like my business card, this is LP uh says you're in luck i do two things i rap and fuck and then in true dr dre and eminem fashion killer mike pops back in with that fucking rap i told the strap i smoked the kush i beat the puss just like that camaraderie that like sense of synergy between the two guys the way that they write verses that can bounce off of each other and that's not the only example on this project i mean come on (laughs) who can do this this is amazing music okay like I understand that some of the more sensitive people out there might go, this is kind of vulgar. That's fine. I love punk music. That's not going to offend me. You can't offend me with what they're saying. This is just pure passion, pure everything put down. Line for line, it's pretty It's pretty fucking good. Cycling between almost like the desire for sex, weed, and women mixed with the desire to change the world. Sounds like honest people, good and bad, like mixed together into human. And that's amazing shit, man. Five on five fucking next level it's just next level wow um well yeah i mean right away like i was blown away by the beat i mean oh my indeed um uh, these ri- the rhymes are just like sick i mean you basically went through mo- like a big chunk of the song and there's lots more rhymes to go through. <laughs> um and you know they're all amazing killer mike's amazing um, and like this is like is like intense music to like hype you up. Like if you're like going to like some sort of rally, if you're going to fight club, or if you're like going to like battle it out in some way, like like this is the kind of music that you need to listen to. Like and this like oh, like a big chunk of this album is that kind of music. Um, and it kind of also has like interesting sounds incorporated into it because it signs. It, there's like a little bit of like like old school like alien sounds from like 1998 or something like featured in there um and they're just kind of saying that they're like running hip-hop they're killing it they're um the ones in power and they're the ones to beat and they've got they're taking control they are they're the ones they're 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 the best and so this is uh i give this a 4.5 i think this is great this is great music all right let's talk about I want to call it my favorite, but it's probably not because they're all too good. Blockbuster Night Part 1. Okay. (sighs) Bonnie, you should go first. (laughs) You should just go first. Um, Well, I mean, this is like right away. It's like 
I couldn't stop listening to this song. Like as soon as I heard it, I had to like keep listening to it. Like, I, like especially like the first verse. Like it's just like something about like the intro and how it starts and Killer Mike and like the beat and everything is just like where you want to be. And it's it's really great and it's so intense. It like hypes you up and it's goofy and like hard all at the same time. And you can sing along with it and it's like well pronounced. Um, like, and I could just see, like, myself, like, hanging out in, like, the car or something with him and, like, this, like, playing on, like, the super, like, bassy car and the car is all moving or something. Like, that would be so much fun. Like, I would love that, um, to, like, just drive around while, like, this kind of, like, album is playing. Um, and, um, I, I also, like, love the cuckoo clock sound. I love cuckoo clocks. I own one. I, I, think, I think they're great. I've always been fascinated by them. Um, so, yeah, I do love and appreciate the cuckoo clock sound that's fe featured. Like, like how, like, you'll never hear that in another rap song. Like, who, who features a cuckoo clock sound? You know, like, it's just so random, and I loved it. And it worked so well. Um, and, like, their wordplay is, like, so much fun. Um, and like their whole thing is like, like different alliterations with different like letters and sounds. Um, and like some of it's kind of like tongue twistery and like, it's like so fun, like to like go through the lyrics. Um, and LP kind of talks about how like the powerful people in society are able to get away with rape and like all like the terrible things that they do. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like. The perfect song to like hype you up and um get you going like this is like a five on five for sure it's like amazing like i'm addicted to this song like I'll, all i want to do is like listen to this like over and over and over again um it's so good i mean i'm i know you're gonna go through the lyrics so i'll let you do that um but yeah definitely go listen to this song yeah it's too cool like just to go back to like like verse four from LP, I'm the phallus, no need for any evaluation. I'm a phallus, a Johnson, a Jimmy spraying faces. Those are just all. So he's the phallus, and then he just calls himself a dick using just three ways, and then he's jizzing. Like he's not just a dick, he's an ejaculating <laughs> dick. Ah, oh, so good. Any cow that is sacred will get defaced like any tyrant murderer gets replaced. Face it. The fellows at the top are likely rapists, but you're like mellow out, man. Just relax. It's really not that complicated. Well, part of me, I guess I'm just insane as you explained. Okay, so now he's transitioned into, you know, pointing out the corruption and, you know, the Harvey Weinsteins in the world are out there. Because remember, this is before me too that they're yeah. saying this, you know? Yeah. And then... People are like, yo, man, relax, chill out, don't give me the bad news, everything's not so bad. And then he, like I said, he goes, pardon me, I guess I'm not just insane as you explain. So either I'm as crazy as you're calling me in this moment, or maybe sanctifying the sadistic is deranged. So giving these people passes, as in most complacent people do, most people are okay with, when you look the other way, at celebrity culture, let's say an R. Kelly, 
Um, I've been talking about that for years. I'm in a position to say that I have not been, and I don't like Woody Allen either. Can ask her. I won't watch a single fucking Woody Allen movie. I'm fair with it. I'm not about that race shit. I'm about that. If you do that and you get clipped, then maybe your art maybe shouldn't be consumed and you shouldn't be encouraged by society to keep being famous for your predatory nature. So that's just where I've been at for like half a decade. Now it's cool to talk about him, I guess. I don't know. But that's the kind of shit that this is like going on about. That R. Kelly is the perfect case example to like really personify those lyrics, in my opinion. Anyway, one of many. I'm certain you guys in the comments have a lot of politicians. I'm just trying to talk to the music people here. I don't know enough about the politicians yet. Either way, Bonnie's right, man. Right from the jump, that boom, 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 boom. And then Mike bouncing with the bunches and bunches. Punches is throwing it till you frontless. And then what comes next? Oodles and oodles. Yeah. Like, okay. Bam bullets is suckers noodles. It's silly. But he literally just talked about shooting you in the head. Yeah, like, he's he's dead serious, but he's just using, like, goofy words. Last album, Voodoo. Proved that we was fucking brutal. I'm talking crazy. Half past the clock is cuckoo. Cuckoo. And then, might be one of the best lines, you rappers doo-doo. Baby shit. Which is a great line, because what is doo-doo? How a baby says shit. Just basic boo-boo, rapping with the doo-doo. How is this happening on a song this hard and still working? I don't know. Thank you, Killer Mike. I'm Shaka Zulu, <laughs> Manso Musa, my money spoku. So he's black and rich. <laughs> my beats is banging. And I like the French, like the use of the yeah. French on this one. And then my beats is banging. Fuck what you rapping. Who produced you? Oh, if it wasn't LP, your shit's bullshit. I snapped the shot. Take what you got and run the jewels you. Um, then everybody fucking likes the line. I deal in dirty where I do the deed in the dash. Ditch him. Come on, that line is just alliteration on point. <laughs> you can just picture them both being like, like both of them probably say that line live. Like it's just too good of a line. Yeah. You know, or I'd lend a hand, like I'd help you out, but it's stuck in fist and gum position. Oh, it's just too good. <laughs> they can brand themselves while rapping hard. Yep. And make it fly. That's capitalism meets anarchism, baby. Fucking love it. Um, anyway. No, hocus pocus, you simple suckers deserve, uh, been served to notice. I've been saying that wrong for like years. Um, and then my literal favorite, top of the morning, and I can't even do it without doing this. My fist to your face is fucking fulgers. It's fucking I have to throw punch. I'm not even violent. <laughs> I look like the whitest motherfucker ever. I do know how to fucking do some karate shit. I'm not completely inept. But like, I know how white I look. Still, that shit's dope, man. It's, this song is everything I said about the last ones is not even as dope as this one. This yeah. one manages to out-dope all the other dope shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. Or like when LP throws on, they all actors giving top in the back of a BM. I'd fall back if the casting causes editing and semen. It's just, it's just so real. It's like these are guys who are not afraid to call it like they see it. And to my detriment, you may have noticed them about that life if you are one of that 30% of our viewers who come back again. Anyway... It's five. Like, what else could it be? Yeah. Oh, and I, I also liked, I'm going to mention more lines too, actually. Um, I also liked more of um, the last verse that Killer Mike performs, and he says, This run the jewels is murder mayhem melodic music. Psychotics use it to lose it. Junkies simply abuse it. That's word to Philip Seymour Hoff. 
I'm just cushion coughing. Oof. I probably smell like a pound when they put, when they me, put me in, in the a coffin. coffin. And like this was like the same year that Philip Seymour uh, Hoffman died um, from like a heroin overdose. So I thought think that that was like relevant. Plus, like again, the alliteration and like the wordplay and, and the like the sound lyrics, the good writing. It's all there. It's all here. Go listen to it. Look, there's not many albums that I'm feeling like I'm at triple fives to start it off. But this might be one of the best starts to a project I've ever heard. I don't care. All hip-hop history. I think this album is that motherfucking good. It contends as one of the greatest albums of all time for me so far. We'll see how the other nine songs. We'll, we'll call it eight songs plus a bonus track. And let's be clear, it's a difference. A pan out. Anyway, have you given your grade here? Yes, five. We'll close your eyes and count to fuck. Okay. They're killing us for freedom because they tortured us for boredom. Whew. I mean, I know I'm getting excited, but, like, he's spitting it real. Like, that is a good description of how maybe a prison population or poor people feeling oppressed by a system may, on a globalized Black Lives Matter type way, fight back. You know, it's not – the literal isn't as important to me as the bigger message that he's trying to communicate. That is an intention. That is how people actually feel. So you can all ignore that message or anyway, but that's what I love about this group is just – lines like that just so honest like you never you never doubt if like killer mike and lp are telling the truth in what they spit and you know that at least in killer mike's case this motherfucker has read so many books and learned so many things that his well-researched opinions and open-minded approach to life really shows but everybody knows that this doesn't start off with killer mike or lp we get the original rebel of hip-hop in my, not the original, the original rebel of rap metal, we'll call, I don't know, I fucked that up, Zach De La Rocha, <laughs> Oof, who's got one of the nicest motherfuckers you've ever heard in music at the end of killing in the, killing in the name with that mother, you know what I'm talking about. Still, <laughs> he comes in with the run them jewels fast, run them, run them jewels fast, run them, run them, run them, run them, run them, run them fuck the slow-mo, and then the beat just kicks in. Yeah. And this is, this is my first thing that is maybe a maybe on this album for me. There are times I hear this song, I'm ready. It's a five on five for me. But then there are unfortunately times I hear this song where I'm like, nope, Zach, not today. Because the whole beat is basically built on that sample, which is fucking incredible. Like from an art point of view, it's truly next level. It's just sometimes... Zach's voice can yeah. be a little grating if you haven't had coffee yet or you're still waking up or something. You're I like, know what you mean. Yeah. So four and a half on five. Spoiler alert. That's that's my grade. It did lose <laughs> some points for that because it wasn't. The other three, I've never had a moment in my life, and we're talking since I heard them for the last few years, where those songs started and I didn't feel better. My, my mood elevated. Then we got to this one. So we're, we went from perfect to still fucking amazing okay just so that you guys understand where we're at now <laughs> still fucking amazing lyrically it's the same shit like right off the jump fashion slave you protesting to get a fucking look book i love it that's like the kylie jenner pepsi ad we don't have to talk more about what he means there you know what the fuck i mean just doing it for the sake of doing it or just doing it to be there like if you're questioning if like you have if you're allowed to say some shit like black lives matter at a protest and you're a white person you're probably not there for the right reasons that's, that's just something i'm gonna throw out if you're there then say it because they matter 
It doesn't matter how it makes you look. That's not the point. But if you care about how it makes you look, well, then that line applies to you, in my opinion. And fashion. It's a very fascinating thing. I'm not a big fan of fa the fashion industry. Um, everything I scribble is like an anarchist cookbook. Actually, that's dope because it's like uh, I think that was an actual book that dropped around that time or it was a show or something. It was a piece of pop culture I wasn't 100% sure of. Okay. But it was dope. And then you just know that he's coming spitting the real shit, the contrarian shit, the punk ass shit, you know? And then I love that look good posing in the centerfold of Crookbook, which is apparently a real publication that, that posts like criminals and people get arrested. So he knows that with what he's saying. He's going to get arrested. So he's going to look fly doing uh, getting arrested for the right reasons and shit, you know? Black on black on black with the ski mask, that's my crook look. Oof! Now he's just lacing up and just keeping it fire and showing that he's from, like, that side. Like, he's not afraid of the dark side. He's not afraid of the light side. He's just a real motherfucker spitting some real shit. He understands how people see them. I I don't know. Here we got, like, some shit like, when you go and unite and kill the police motherfuckers or take over a jail, give the CEOs hell, the burning of the sulfur, goddamn, I love the smell. Now get to pillow torch and where the fuck's the warden? And when you find him, we don't kill him. We just waterboard him. We kill him, them for freedom, you know, etc. So, yeah, he paints this vivid picture of yep. brutally torturing the people who have oppressed them. Man, when you learn about prison conditions, like, even pop news where like those poor prisoners in what is it texas that are living in tents in like 130 degree weathers we fucking complain in montreal humidity when we have to record for an hour and a half and i'm like we have to close the window i don't care if it's hot real conversations of our first world fucking <laughs> problems you know but yo imagine you were just tortured like that yeah. like yeah. Well, I, I just read a book about a guy getting tortured. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's for real. I'm like, maybe it's not everyone and maybe it's not everywhere, but it's pretty systematic. Anyway, um, and then I just love how Killer Mike follows through. We're out of order, your honor, you're out of order. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you look at how Montreal's weed laws have manifested, they are not really about making weed accessible for the people who need it the most. It's about making weed accessible for your part-time weed smoker who wants to do it fashionably. So let's go back to what Killer Mike said, that fashion slave, that type of – anyway, there's a lot of connections, man. You can probably look around your own neighborhood, your own community, whatever color skin you are, gender, sexual orientation and shit, and find a lot of what the fuck Killer Mike is talking about on the issues he knows. And I think that's the point. We're all supposed to take these lessons – and apply them to the situations we know and find that truth and read these books and get our knowledge on so that we can all fight the good fight, you know, because there's the rich and the poor and that's where we're really at. Another conversation. But come on, we're in fucking protest mode. This is, I don't know if this, this might be the only podcast I get to talk about that kind of shit regular, you know? Yeah. Anyway, it like flows on. And then when you think the song is done, Zach lets you know that Dela is on the cut letting six on your snitching lifting six on your snitching crew a miles ahead of you can sit my bitches brew my battle status is burning mansions from dallas to Maza, uh, malibu check my resume your residence is residue touche i'm not really a real punk next to zach yo zach's been fighting that shit zach de la rocha and friends including michael moore 
shut down Wall Street for a, for a moment. Like they shut it down for their video for one of their songs. I can't remember which one right now. Hmm. Still, that's some punk shit. When you can shut down Wall Street, your resume is stacked. Like I can see how Killer Mike, Zach De La Rocha makes sense together philosophically. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, part of why Rage Against the Machine broke up was that Zach didn't want to do sellout shit and the rest were okay with it because they wanted to get paid. And Zach literally quit Rage Against the Machine for the life. All I'm saying is if you watch Grace and Frankie and you see the episode <laughs> where Frankie goes back to the commune of hippie peoples and he looks at her like a sellout and then they fucking shit. Well, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like becoming a sellout after it and then you're talking to Zach and Zach's just smelling how city you are after he's been on a commune for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you weren't expecting Grace and Frankie to be brought up, but I bet Killer Mike, if he ever watches this, will appreciate that comparison was just made. Um, <laughs> Either way, uh, I feel like his, his verse is just cool. He's just rapping his fucking ass off with that same aggressive things. And it is a little bit weird to hear him rap over himself. But I'm okay with it. It works. This whole song really, really works. I still give it a four and a half on five. But it's not because of the rhymes or the messaging. That's still fucking dope. It's mostly the beat. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean... They're sort of like asking like a lot of questions and like making you think a lot. Um, I think about like racism and like things like that, um, which I think is interesting. And it's always good to like kind of have that in your mind. Um, and like right away, again, we have like another like hype beat. And it's so good. It's so hard. It's like there. Um, and he's like telling gangs to stand up against po the police brutality and like stand together. And, you know, that you guys can make a difference and do something better, for, you know, as like positive, positive type gangs instead of like violent and like destructive ones. Um, and LP kind of, I guess, knows firsthand. He's a New Yorker and like he's kind of like maybe been involved or seen different things. Um, and I like how they, you know, like you brought it up already, um, how they like kind of bounce off each other's verses and kind of like they probably sat there writing them together and kind of like getting inspiration from each other. And again, I really, really appreciate that when you can feel like like the, the connection between the artists on an album and you can definitely like feel it between like these two guys like they just they seem like they're they're like in it for life together like they're going to like be friends and like you know activists and whatever and partners in like this crazy world and in music and everything like that so i think that that they're pretty cool together um and like I said, I like how they help each other out on the, on the verses. Um, and they talk about like different ways people kind of had control over um, other people in history and like were dominating them. Um, and then like Zach comes in and he's good and he's kind of talking a little bit more about more political issues. Um, and, the, and like the fact that like black and like Islamic society looks, you know, twice as bad. And uh, is that I think I'm guessing Zach is 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 Islam. No, he's, he's like Puerto Rican or something like that. Okay, uh, I just assumed... I, that, I really don't know exactly the Russian. Yeah, I, I don't know really. what his religion is, but, I mean, it sounds kind of like he was for it, so it kind of sounded like... Um, I think he's just into fighting for any oppressed people. Okay, uh, I know he like I like that he pre shouted out kind of like um, Rakim from Eric B and Rakim, um, and he's uh, you know he's also a, an Islamic follower. So I think I thought that was kind of like a reference to that. Um, 
which I thought was cool. Um, and I think that this is like this like like made me think that this was like an yeah, he's album. Mexican American Zach de la Rocha. So I mean, he could be Islamic. He could have converted. Um, anyways, this is like an album that you would put on, like if you wanted to like seem cool and it would <laughs> and like it would make you feel cool like just putting this on like if you are like you know maybe like down in the dumps or you're you know you're feeling low put this on and you will not like people will look at you be like wow you're listening to that like they're gonna like want to know what that is that you're listening to they're gonna think it's cool that you're listening to that you're an interesting person just for even listening to this so i think that this is like one of those albums that you can like be like cooler just for listening to it so um <laughs> i give this a 4.75 i thought it was very good but i do know what you mean by like the how it can kind of get annoying the sound well that's just all my life thank you genius.com you guys are always telling me shit like how Killer Mike says Paul is dead at the very beginning of this in a very subdued way and somebody in Audacity figured it out and it's referencing how Paul McCartney is apparently actually dead and there's that conspiracy. Thanks. Well, I mean, if you, I mean, I've known about this for like pretty much my whole life, but it's when he's like walking across um, the album on like Abbey Road um, by like Abbey um, Abbey Road Studios and he's bare, he's barefoot and every, I don't know everybody thought that he was dead and if you played I think it was Helter Skelter backwards it would be saying like Paul's dead and like all this other like weird stuff and there is references on this album or on this song in particular um, there's a lyric that says uh, better off dead like Paul is your name don't ring go starless um, I thought that was like interesting because he's also kind of going back to you know, kind of like the conspiracy and weird thoughts that everybody thought that Paul McCartney was dead. And I liked that it was, there's a Ringo Starr reference. So there's obviously like more Hold of like- on. Let's just add to that and go, Ringo Starr keeps releasing music. Did you guys know? That's the point. He's starless. Paul McCartney just has to show up in a fucking bar given he's alive. And that's actually him. Um, and man, everybody's on YouTube talking about it. Ringo yeah. could walk right up to you and go, hi. Peace and love. And you'd have no fucking idea it's Ringo Starr. <laughs> I would know. Starless. I would know. But I think it's interesting. I think that, like, maybe um, I'm going to suggest that maybe LP grew up maybe with um, a little bit more of a Beatles influence. Like, I mean, white people listen to the Beatles. So I <laughs> think that, um, like, maybe that's why. Like, this is kind of like his influence and his um upbringing kind of like featured into the music i mean that's my suggestion i don't know if that's true or not that's fair i just think this song really follows on through but look at that chorus one time for the pill and the reefer man one time you know just a shout out to the drug dealers out there mm -hmm. i don't know about y'all but i've always appreciated drug dealers and people who take on those kinds of roles because while in one perspective the criminals they are I'm not even talking about the part where they sell drugs. They are selling shit without tax money and taxable income and shit. To me, that might be the bigger grievance than moving banned fucking items. What, weed was illegal two years ago and now it's not? Fuck off. Moving illegal substances is the, not the weird part. It's the part where nobody pays taxes and then uses social services that might get to me as a white privileged person. <laughs> not the drug dealing. 
Uh, but no, like I'm cool with the law being broken to achieve your means. Do what you got to do. I was just making jokes there before. I don't really believe that shit. I understand how some people believe taxation is theft. I believe that I agree to the contract because I like social services, so I'll pay my taxes. That's just me. Um, but still, man, one time for the pill and the reefer, man. It's the young black leader to the people, man. If your girl's fine, my eater, man. I'm taking, I'm talking pride out of mall, uh, talking middle of the mall like a Peter, man. So here he's pointing out how, like, to the young folk, the the, the drug dealers who are making on a bank become the actual leaders of the community and shit. Yeah. And then if, even if your girl fine, he'll just walk up in the middle of the mall and take her. Like that's how fly these people are, you know, in general. And I, it's just an incredible like imagery to paint and just again it very it validates everything i've been learning like this is clear from a place of real like it's not like i'm not you guys obviously know better than me but i'm i'm just saying it gets so powerfully well put together poetry like you got an anti-gravity stay floating this rob me bitch you must be joking like pow 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 leave your chest plate open one half uh the best tag team ever them other fellas all right we better anybody disagrees they just jealous and anybody don't just motherfucking yellow and you know what the thing is when i hear that and when everyone else is rapping it there might be a dispute but like while people are going on about how eminem's the greatest of all fucking time and shit i'm going what about Carino and Killer Mike, yo? These guys is rapping about real shit so you can get behind with extreme challenge, extreme vocabulary, extreme fucking rhyming. How is Eminem the best? I don't really know. But I know that I like this more than I like Eminem's music right now. So I'm giving, like, I'm really feeling this one. Um, the chorus is a little weird. I've been this way all my life, shorty. Not weird in a negative sense for fitting a song. I felt like it felt weird to listen to a little bit. Like, it just feels out of place on the song. It's fine. It's totally okay. Um, LP's verse is also fucking fire. He rolls on through and just kind of makes it good. My favorite part is when he actually goes, me and Mike, we a friend to the farmers. The weed run out, we might cop your whole harvest. And I've been this way all my life. So we old stoner types. And they're so stoner types that they literally spend all their money on your weeds. So you better like them. They're friends of you. You're friends of them. And I appreciate that because I get where the hell they're coming from and all that. Um, had it not been for the chorus, this would obviously be another fucking flawless performance from Killer Mike LP. Another flawless lyrical delivery. That chorus hit me a little weird. So we, we're giving another four and a half on five on this fucking album. Yeah, um, I mean, this it had it still has a cool beat. This one I liked it. Um, I wasn't really sure like whether this was just like a drug song or whatever. Um, and it also like made me think, you know, with like the Beatles lines and everything else, and like the title, it made me think because the Beatles have a song called "In My Life," and I was thinking maybe this is all my life. I I don't know if that was like another slight reference to it. So there's like a lot of different sounds going on, but this like all works. Um, and there's something about the, the hook that makes me think of um, This Is America. It's like something about like that kind of like background singing and like just like the same similar flow. So it, I don't know. Um, that's what it made me think of. Um, I don't really have much else to say about it. I, I gave this a 4.25. It wasn't like the best one, but it was still another good song. All right. An uh, image I will never forget for my entire life is seeing three old dudes serenading killer mike with the chorus of lie cheat steal seriously go watch trigger warning if you haven't you know what even makes this album better what they gave it away for free i mean yeah they sold it but they also gave it away for free <laughs> and said you can just pay if you want how dope is that this this quality of music they're not even gating it 
just letting you listen fuck man that's how you know they're real <laughs> they're good people because like if you look at this song it's kind of like an interesting point that they are this this level of how like like i say against well they don't want to be hypocrites yeah that's what i was trying to convey anyway um before we get into all the good shit unless i'm mistaken and i might be so i'm gonna even control f it to make sure but i would no nah, I, I was wrong i'm sorry keep going I, I don't even know why i started sometimes i do this song is amazing smoke from the lucy drift hold it like a crucifix blow from the nose i'm a dragon to a gnome so a lucy is a single cigarette that you can purchase at a like a corner store or a day penner as we call them in montreal and you just picture him standing there now smoking his little cigarette coming holding it you know mm-hmm. in a specific way worshiping it almost because it's what's saving him this this last cigarette because he has not enough money for a pack he's blowing it out of his nose because that's what dragons do they blow smoke mm-hmm. out of their fucking nose anyway i just thought it was it just kind of has this this weird serene little beat you know that like kind of just coops you in and he goes very slow and then as it picks up he starts to get more complicated and more quick and a little bit more fast with it but as much as lp's verse is really really cool and he says some interesting shit like got an average of being excellent the median just dope so that is a median is average they're very similar concepts statistically there are there is a difference i think but they're very similar so excellent and dope you know he's kind of repeating himself but similarly keeps the dope line it follows up with like the ratio of heroin to laxative that's sold now if you really think about it which one of those two things do you think that's actually fucking being sold at a higher rate you know we're, we're gonna go with dope dope gets sold more than laxative so that's a good fucking ratio and that's what he <laughs> is you know anyway flows on and he, he keeps going i thought he said beholden somewhere which was what i was looking for earlier and i might be wrong i don't know if i think it was just it. because he says holding yeah i thought he said beholden which is a specific word that has my full name in it but i was wrong <laughs> so that's you why really, i was so you awkward. love it when people use that word i really do it's my favorite word in the english language because it's actively used and it has my name in it um but still i guess hold it like a crucifix is that not no it? no it's like in the middle when he's going like a little bit quicker um still that's cool and then at the end he's like jewel runner bitch make the name stick which is what they're doing pretty effectively not for sale but i'm taking payments so you can't buy him but he'll certainly take your money if you want to do the honest version then comes one of the most powerful choruses honestly in this style of music you're gonna get bonnie why don't you take it away (laughs) um it is Lie, Lie, cheat, steal, kill, win, win. Everybody's Everybody's doing doing it. it. Look, I work in middle class America, corporate line. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm going to say. It's exactly how this fucking shit works. All right. That's how the business game works. No matter where the fuck you're at, you know? Yeah. But then let's be real. Killer Mike does some interesting shit. Starts off talking about himself, kind of similar to um, LP. So they contextualize themselves and then what they care about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm fly as a Pegasus. That's no embellishment because Pegasus is they fly. Love a Pegasus. And the fact that he does it, he uses the word Pegasus, a mythical creature. So he's that fucking fly. You know, just out of nowhere. That's and cool. they're horses that fly. And he's not embellishing. Oh, 
I'm here to paint a whole game worthy Excedrin. Good pussy, good marijuana. That be my medicine, and I'm a mixture of MGG and the Weatherman. MGJ. I don't know what that. MJG. Because I did their. I did their song. MJG and Eight Ball. Because I did their song. I'm robbery. And then the Weatherman, a revolutionary banging on my adversaries, and I love Dr. King, but violence might be necessary. Mm. And I was like, that might be one of my favorite lines in music. Yeah. You know what? He's right. And I mean, the violence might be necessary part. There might be truth in that statement. I'm not advocating for violence, just to be clear. But when you look at what's going on, sometimes violence seems to be the only logical outcome of the different forces in play. Yeah. As much as you want it to be peaceful, no matter what, it sometimes... There are some stubborn motherfuckers that it might take... I don't know. It's the only thing that a works. A decade of school shootings before somebody starts calling fucking white people terrorists? I don't fucking know. Or, or better, we get real mental health issues and real mental health support for people who clearly need it and shit, you know? I don't want to just come off saying vapid shit, but the truth is we don't deal with the right problems. And if we don't, then more violence will come. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Because stuff like we overworked, underpaid, and we underprivileged. They love us. They love us because we feed the village. You really made it to just become a prisoner of privilege. You really, really need to share that information you've been given. Yeah, I am willing personally. I don't know if other people are, but I don't think people are. Because most often you're kind of told to shut the fuck up. And if you do figure shit out, you're almost paid to keep your mouth shut. Every contract you sign has a keep your mouth shut clause. You can't spill the secrets clause. Like, on the real... I never talk about web marketing or software marketing that much because it violates my confidentiality clause at work. So I can't talk about software marketing anywhere on this podcast at all. I can allude to shit, but I can't be specific. But really, this song to me goes to the absolute next level when he goes, like, who really run this? Like, who really run that man that say he run this? And who really run the man that say he run this? Run, 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 run this. So when you really think about what he's saying, it's who's in charge? Is it an Obama? Is it a Trump? Do you guys really think Trump's in charge? No? Come on, guys. Everybody knows the billionaires run the world. There's hyper elite wealthy. They have lobbyists. They they control the government. Don't you know what he's saying? Like these are real situations. Like who really fund this? Like real who really fund who say he fund this? So it's not really who funds this. It's, it's who's, who says it. It's who's giving the money to the people who are funding it. You know? Who's the man behind the scenes that you don't see? Um, I don't know. And then it just ends really fucking strong. You know, like, could it be the man behind the man behind the man behind the throne? You know, like, just consider that there are people who are pulling strings that make the people you blame do shit. A good example of this for the modern YouTube audience is YouTube and their various censorship moves or Patreon and their censorship moves. If you really think that Patreon and YouTube has any power, you're very silly. I'm sorry, but you are because these are companies reacting to external pressures. In the case of Patreon or Subscribestar or whatever else, did you know that Visa and MasterCard and like PayPal are pressuring them to do what they want and to ban these people or they cut payment processing? Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that these companies are going, oh, shit, I want to do doing these things? No, but like we have patrons. Do I want Patreon to close? No. I mean, we don't get a lot, but fuck, like knowing that, you know, a little bit comes in through Patreon is insanity to me. It motivates me. So what? Patreon's supposed to not exist because, you know, they fight back. I mean, when you start thinking about it from that point of view, it's like 
if we're not even mad at the right people, how can there be meaningful change? You know, like if you're not mad at Visa and MasterCard for pressuring Patreon and instead you're blaming Patreon, then you're not asking questions like who really run this and who really run the whatever, Killer Mike does it better. But you're not asking yep. those questions. And that's kind of, I think, one of the biggest points of this song. So, and then who's making Visa and MasterCard do it? Because I bet you there's some fucking person that's running that shit on like a global level. So that's my point is who's really running the jewels in this end so you can say either way this song's a five it's very like i like blockbuster night more but i definitely think this is an equal quality song of blockbuster night like it's a standout i mean netflix wouldn't have used it for dirty money if it wasn't the perfect song to describe it this might be the most honest punk song written in the last i don't know fucking five six years in my opinion like it's so beautiful to me yeah i mean this this is great um, and I was wondering if if Netflix like already had plans to work with them and like or more specifically I guess Killer Mike when they used their song as like the the song title for Dirty Money. Mm. Um, I did wonder that as well. Yeah. Like, like were they in talks and then it just kind of happened? Yeah, they're like here, well, we'll use my song or whatever, and like it worked because like that song stuck in my head, and as soon as I heard it, I was like, wait, I've heard this song. This is something at, from Netflix that I've seen. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. It, it and d- while we were watching the show, I was like, we should review Run the Jewels. And Bonnie's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's the noise she makes when she tells me to shut up and she doesn't care. And now, here we are reviewing Run the Jewels. Go, Netflix. I, I did go, not Netflix. Go, blah, 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 blah. She does in real life. I know this is some do. behind the scenes live shit that you're getting privy to. <laughs> real shit. Um, this is his interpretation. It's like Charlie Brown. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> this is a really cool song. I mean, it's cool. It's intense. I feel like anybody and everybody can enjoy this song, can get something from it. It's it's cool. I gave this a five on five, hundred percent. And just when you think the cool is done, well, it comes in early with another one. All right. What what a powerful fucking song. Like you finish it and you just have to listen to it again. Kind of powerful song, in my opinion. I don't know, but you want you want to talk for a bit, so it's not just me running the jewels on this podcast. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, this one is it has a really cool flow to it. The whole thing is really interesting. Um, I think it's sort of like about police brutality. Is kind of what he's talking about, especially like it's in, like a, in it's, Killer Mike's it's verse. It's a very specific story. Yeah, like something that like I like, I assume it, it like happened to him. Like it was like an actual story or something, or maybe just something that he's thought about so much that it seems like like I don't know if it was or wasn't, um, but like it's it was about like his um, the police like arresting him and like and then his wife as well. Um, well, no, okay. So he's just sitting there on the block smoking a doobie. Yeah. And then the cop rolls around and it's like for nothing. And I'm basically just gonna cut out all the part where Mike raps. You might be saying shit like. Uh, I just he, and he's asked why are you here I just tell him because it is what it is I live here and what and that's what it is he chimed you got a dime I said man I'm just trying to smoke and chill please don't lock me up in front of my kids and in front of my wife man I ain't got a gun or a knife you don't you do this and you ruin my life and I apologize if I seem out of line sir because I respect the badge and the gun yeah apparently Mike's dad was a cop so he really does respect the badge and the gun flows on and then um so uh, when my woman scream and said, he cop says, shut up. Witnesses start pulling out their phones. They start filming it. Copper puts her on the ground, kills her. 
kills the wife uh, in front of the kid. And then just like, I'd be much too weak to ever speak what I see him, but my life changed more with that sound. And he doesn't really hear it. And then it just flows into that really weird and eerie chorus from Boots, where it's like, get out, get out, get out, feeling this way, feeling this too early, get out, get out, feeling this way. I mean, I know what LP's verse is about, because I watched that clip of LP explaining what his verse was about that he did on one of those radio circuits. Um, and LP is kind of like, I'm feeling that like the life that I'm living, man, I don't control, because every day I'm going to fight for my soul. On my hands below, high season or rickety boat, smoke goes so the kid might cope. You want cash or hope, no clash. Matter of fact, get both. In general, um, he's feeling like numb and insensitive like these are the things the facts this is how it works and he's participating in that system and he's going for it you know and then this one is this verse is almost like an introspective battle for his fucking soul and his intention is to kind of convey like we see all this shit so often that we're numb we're desensitized like between the last five years i've seen so many police shootings that it does i don't feel shocked anymore which is maybe, I don't know. If- and I think, like, I think that's exactly it. I think that, like, people, and I think, like, especially, like, the youth and everything else, like, they're not, um, like, it just traumatizes the youth that this is happening and that there's nothing that they can do about it. It just seems like this, like, crazy force that is around them and, like, especially, like, you know, when he's being arrested or whatever in front of his kid, he's, like, begging. He's, like, please don't do this in front of my kid. Like, you know, have, like, that respect and, like, you know, but obviously they didn't. But yeah, and then it's like he's just kind of talking about how he made his beat in this dirty, grimy condition. But by 12 o'clock, the whole earth felt dirty. Street lamps stare when he walked with, uh, when he watched a birdie. They'll watch you walk to the store, they're recording. But didn't record cop when he shot, no warning. Heard it go pop, might have been two blocks. Heard a kid plus pops watch cop make girl bleed. Go to home, go to sleep, up again early. And you're just like, yeah. Another person dies. Another cop gets let off with administrative leave and pay. So literally, it's like you get a fucking one-year vacation paid for killing a person. And you, you know what? For me, it's true. I got to be up at like six something in the morning no matter what. So sometimes podcasts don't get done or whatever because life is life. And I think it's like really just at least on LP side, just the perspective of the other, like the not being so involved in it, just... I mean, it is weird that people film a bunch of shit and there is some criticisms. I mean, didn't we just put it on Facebook and then we just ignore it forever, yep. you know, like just, we move on. And that's truth. That is kind of what has happened to this situation. So I think there's something to be there to like challenge yourself and to think about what happens, you know, especially when it comes down to believing people and stuff. I don't know. There's just it triggers a whole lot in my opinion just both sides and if you realize that they're both talking about the same shooting so he hears that shot and he describes how he hears what killer mike's verse is about but from his perspective he just goes to bed wakes up and it's over from killer mike's person's perspective their life life is over all because of the same things and one of the lines in uh, lp is like you know it's the law is the law it's what it is you know if you don't want that to happen don't do it which is a really common attitude, but then how? And then you look at this specific story, like how she freaked out because you're about to arrest her husband, so you killed her? Like, but that it's not an exaggeration. That shit happens. Like, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Or like that cop who thought she went into, like, her apartment and shot that black guy. Yeah. Went into, the guy's not even, he's at home. And, st- and anyway, you all, you all probably are feeling way more rage than I do. It's just, some of this shit hits me, you know? Either way, this song is beautiful and powerful and well all the other things that in my opinion music is supposed to be 
and it's to the greater good. It's another five. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was really great, and I think it's you know they they obviously have like this distrust for police. Um, as much as they want to respect them, I think that there's still like this like issue that's ongoing in like especially like black communities, um, and like I don't really know who Boots is, but they sound an awful lot like Muse, um, and like that kind of like rocky punk dramatic kind of sound to them but like so clean and crisp and like well performed and everything um i thought that that was like pretty cool um and it kind of i'm guessing like boots's influence was like kind of i guess the whole influence for like the song and like the way that it flowed and everything and i thought that that was really cool i think it's really strong messages and stories and everything like that it's not my favorite song but but there is like definitely like strong messages i give us a 4.5 all right, that's fair. Um, why don't we move on to the next song featuring the homeboy motherfucking Travis Barker? All right, offer, all do do all do offer respect. that all due respect. That's right. So, Travis Barker's drumming on this track is top notch. It is actually the highlight of the song in my opinion. But Travis Barker is a drumming wordsmith. The way that you would call somebody a lyrical wordsmith. Travis Barker is the GOAT when it comes to hip-hop drumming. There's nobody that I've heard who ever does it better than Travis Barker, from my humble opinion. Um, this one seems to be back on that I'm going to offend you any motherfucking way that I can. <laughs> Mike starts off with, This year, we iller than a nun in a cum shot getting double penetrated in a dope spot by two hard pipes hit on that orders of Markless to the soundtrack of Tupac. We going in. It's fucking vicious. I really kind of, I mean, there's not like a lot of the more politics side happening here. This is more of the witty, you know, aggressive shit. Although there is still, even in that, like we the goddamn reason for Ritalin in the back of the class twitching and fidgeting. So even if they're still being silly, it's like Killer Mike can't help but still mention real shit that's happening, real problems to like think about. So that's all cool. I really liked when he's like, got suspended for bullying a bully. And when I got back to the class, I'm going to punch him in the shit again. Punch him in the shit again. And I like the way it just repeats there for a second. Because, again, we haven't, like this song, something I guess we haven't stressed enough is none of the songs have sounded the same. No. Everything is astronomically different while all still feeling like the same act and the same style and blowing and like on the same project. And they each flow so beautifully, like, from one into the next. Especially Very, like, this one into the next one. Yeah. Um, sorry, not to cut you off. I, I don't know. LP is kind of doing the same thing here uh, in the second verse, and it, it's fine. But really where the song gets interesting to me is the last bit where he's like, I'm, uh, LP is like, I'm a thrill killer. I will test you just like your daddy fucking left you. It's all your fault. Mommy's lonely. You're a burden. She needs rescue. This is like some traumatic shit like a mom would say to a kid who's being abandoned. And it's just like, fuck. You just like take a step back. and like, this song went in a different direction. Then guess what? Mike uh, definitely takes it takes it a step further hey little buddy where's your mommy call me stepdad or uncle johnny here's a dollar don't follow behind me i gotta go bang out mom and auntie so he's gonna go bang mom and a sister and doesn't give a fuck about the kid that is grimy that is in your face fucking punch you hard i don't know then all of a sudden lps hunting lions tigers and rare vaginas <laughs> i'm like this is fucking great man it's just fucking so funny and then somehow killer mike is Waking up in Nigeria, he's been kicked out of America and shit. And you're just like, 
this is fucking interesting, you know? But, you know, back to the home of Iraq in Georgia to return us a king, Michael the Benevolent, gold draped right in on the neck of an elephant. And then it just ends with that because you got no respect bit, and then it flows directly into the next song. And you just have this thing like, these are two loud-ass motherfuckers willing to say anything, punching it up over Travis Barker, who's doing the same thing with drums. Yep. The beat evolves beautifully, and it just kind of ends. And you're like, I don't know what the fuck I just listened to. Some of them <laughs> you knew what you were listening to. This is more of, yeah. I don't know what I just listened to, but I liked it a lot. So I gave it a 4.75. I think it definitely has all of the re-listenability and all of it, but it's missing just that blow-my-mind charm that a couple of them had. Yeah. Like, this one sounds, like, more, like, chanting, like, sort of, like, cheerleading or something like that. Like, or, I don't know, like a, like a kid's camp or something. There's definitely more, like, a chanting sound, but more of, like, an activism type sound. Um, it sounds like an attack a little bit more. Um, it's very unique. Uh, I've never heard anything like this before. It's very intense. Um... And he kind of talks about, like, how life is scary, I think, when he travels as well. Like, you know, there's nowhere that's really safe for him. Like, I'm thinking that's what he's kind of implying. Um, like, I don't know how to describe this song. And I think that you kind of have, like, that same feeling as well. Like, but you know it's cool. You know this is, like, a cool song. And it's intense. And there's a lot of feeling. And there's a lot of emotion. And there's kind of so much going on in this song. But you're kind of like... But what is it about? And it's it's just I think about that feeling that they're trying to like emit. So I gave this a four point five. I think it was pretty cool and very creative. That's fair. I really like the next song. I'm sure you do. Let's talk about some love again with a Kinyale back. Okay. So apparently a Kinyale is a very graphic sexual rapper, and so that's where the title is kind of giving you. And um, so it kicks in with that grimy doo. <laughs> It is a good beat. And he's like, hey, some chanting. And then it's perfect. Reminiscing on our time of innocence when we drank that Hennessy, ate on lamb and venison. All right. So they're, you know, eating fancy, drinking nice. And then we get into it. See, this is something I think music needs a lot more of. Honest sounding, interesting sex. Because some guys will be like, I fucking nasty. I hit you from behind and the pussy was wet. That's normal sex. That's not nasty. <laughs> what happens? That's what happens. And that's a regular position. So, like, guys like Tyga and shit who talk about being nasty, guys, there's, there's, there's just levels to this shit, right? And <laughs> I don't know what I'm allowed to be honest to because that one's sitting right there. And that's a dangerous thing to talk about. <laughs> I'll wait till a Chris podcast. But... <laughs> Stuff like face fucked you in your kitchenette, fucked you like we tossed him. Do you, you know, that that just sounds more realistically fun and getting into a better area of sex than what hip hop normally talks about, which was really lame sounding sex. Like <laughs> hip hop has managed to mostly write sex songs, I think, suck ass. Like they're all kind of like. Speaking of sucking ass, I think that's like a new thing that's like coming out now is that, you know. Girls are are talking about um, guys going down on their butts. Bonnie doesn't let me. Um, <laughs> so I'm not, just saying that that's something that look, people are talking just, about. Like, just it's a eat new the thing. ass. Make your tongue flick a little bit up. It's not that fucking hard. Just be kinky and you'll get all the shit you want. It's not hard. Give and take, peoples. 
Either way, I like how his his verse goes into, do you fuck your husband and do y'all like y'all be tussling? So they were tussling and he just starts wondering, do you fuck your husband like this? Do you wear that muslin? Do you ask him pretty please? Do you crawl on your hands and knees like you used to do for me? Oh, you such a dirty girl. That sounds like interesting and good sex to me. Killer Mike fucks people in a way where it's like, okay. I believe he has good intercourse that you should aspire to have. That trust-driven domination shit. Oof, too good. Anyway, I think his verse is fucking great. And then you got that fucking hook. I put that dick in the mouth all day. Just put that dick in the mouth all day. And I'm like, all right. She got that dick in the mouth all day. There's nothing wrong with this hook. (laughs) This is a good way to live. I mean, what else can be said? It's it's if y'all are mutually putting dicks and mouths all day and everybody's down, that is a good way to spend time. Um, and then you got like LP, who's kind of pointed out that like you know she's like say something to me. He's like I don't have too much to say. She's like say it anyway. He's like take your shirt off. I'm not playing, bae. Like shut the fuck up. You're dealing with a man. I don't have time for your fucking games. Let's get down to it. Again. Killer Mike looks like he knows what the fuck is up with sex. He knows what he wants. And he, again, has a a sense of, like, he gets what he wants. And you know his sex life is interesting. So these guys, in their efforts to put filth out, not misogyny, because Gangsta Boo's there to tell us that it's not. It's definitely an everybody's kinky type song. Yeah. And that's a whole underbelly of life. So just because a bunch of people were fooled by Fifty Shades of Grey doesn't mean shit for the grander schemes of what S&M's about. Um, and just, anyway, uh, and then, you know, ends and uh, Gangsta Boo just does a really good fucking verse, you know. I had a young player from the hood, licked my pussy real good, kept me stuck with lots of wood, kept my bank account on swell, sniffed my pussy like a rose, smoking on drove, made a porn tape. And then she's just giving her version of this shit, you know. And how it fucks her, buys her shit, you know, giving that woman side of this shit. Yep. You know, stick your tongue up in my ass. That's what she wants, man. You better show me who you fucking with. Run the jewels love again. You're going to lose. I'm going to win. Let's have an orgy. I'm going to share your ass with all my friends. And that's a funny line in a sense because while it does kind of come off like, yeah, good times. On the other hand, it's like this woman is saying, you're just a piece of fucking meat. and You're so good. I'm going to give you to my friends just to use you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And then he want to hit this clit in the mouth all day. And it just ends with that classic 3-6. Yeah, hope. And I don't know, it's just fucking proper. I just, I think this, we need real sex songs from people who actually have good sex, you know, who just describe some descriptive shit. Because all I've learned through this song is that every sex song we've covered on this album, including the 90s shit, including the lame ass skits, like fucking big pun with two girls, all of it. They all sound fucking whack. Killer Mike gets multiple chicks dancing around a room in dog collars. I believe it. That sounds legit. Five on five. Great song. <laughs> um, I mean, it is what it is. It's clearly about um, giving, getting, head, um, and, like, you know, sex and everything like that. And, like, they're that these two guys and this woman are all in control. They all have, like, the power in, like, these sexual relationships. And they get what they want and they don't fuck around. And, you know... That's that's good. Good for them. Um, it's funny and serious kind of at the same time. And um, it's fun. And I think that, you know, Gangster Boo, it's it's nice to hear, like, a woman being like, this is what I want. Like, she loves, like, getting eaten out. And she loves all that stuff. And, like, she's openly talking about it. And she's like, whatever, this is what I'm doing. And so, I mean, it's fun. It's a good song. I give this a 4.4. 4. 
All right. All right. Bonnie, what she's saying is she wants that. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed like, to Yeah, the crown. It's like just when you think Killer Mike can't hit you again with another angle to another song that you've probably not heard a whole lot of, you get the guilt-driven ex-coke dealer telling his fucking story. Yeah. I'm not saying I haven't heard anyone. I'm, I'm, okay, I am saying I haven't heard a single rapper do this yet. Feel guilt to this level of walking up. Okay, so he sold coke to a pregnant mother and he felt mm-hmm. bad and this haunted him. So in this moment of feeling guilty, he poured this song out of him. And then... He feels shame and he feels guilty. But it's almost like he he like approaches her years later and apologizes because this kid ends up growing up mentally deficient and incapable of functioning and there's a and he knew he shouldn't have sold it to her and he did it anyway and that this is the consequence of his decision to sell this lady coke is that this kid is fucked up for life that's i've never heard anybody mention it quite like that like who admitted to selling coke to a pregnant woman yeah. and then now has to live with that for the rest of his life. But then he starts talking about how he prays to God and like, if I ever get that fame, if I ever get that wealth, I promise I'll do good with it. He did. I mean, I really believe Killer Mike's redemption quest is pretty powerful. And what I really like is how he like approaches the girl and she says, don't be silly. You wasn't you, you know, like you're not really responsible for my sins. And then it just kind of questions uh, whether or not in the hook, you know, can't pick up no crown, holding what's holding you down, can't pick up no crown. It's just like this heavy thing where like he feels he maybe should be in a certain place, but these things keep holding him back and giving him that guilt and that shame and shit. Now, unfortunately, LP's verse is a little cliche. And whereas Killer Mike is literally the first time I've ever heard like that concept dropped. I can think of an Avenged Sevenfold that does it better than LP does here on the soldier theme. Lines like fight for honor, fight for your fight for honor, fight for your life, pray to God that our side is right really stuck with me after hearing it. Thank you, Avenged Sevenfold, for that. This is a good verse. And it really covers like the conditioning on how you trust the army and how it goes on and it's really it's really good and it, it deserves to be here. I know I'm coming off like a bit of a hater, but considering how deeply Mike's first hit me, I feel like LPs left me a little underwhelmed, but at the same time, it is a great verse for the songwriting perspective. It totally fits. Everything fits, but somehow this third person story of a soul i don't know if lp's been a soldier and he actually did this then i i take it back i guess it's the same but it almost feels like mike recollecting on his own personal past and lp empathizing with what it must be like to be a killer in a war and that tone is different and noticeable to me okay and, and i would have liked to have heard this is my dreams lp having a terrible story from his past maybe he just doesn't in which case, I'm glad he didn't fake it. And what he says about the soldier is equally as quality and it is a great empathy point. So instead of just thinking people are aimless killing machines, there's a little bit more to the story. On that point, I, I get it. It's cool. But I had to give it a four and a half on five. I felt that a little bit like whatever. That's what it led me to. Okay. Um, and I mean, yeah, that's what this whole song is basically like. It's like the main point point of the song um, and like how we feel shame and like 
but you know how we all make mistakes and we all maybe have some something that we're shameful and we we carry with us for our entire lives like that that shame and you know bad thing that we did you know that we did when we were kids or as a teenager or as a young adult or whatever and it sticks with you forever and i think that that's just kind of like something that a lot of people and most people can relate to um so i think that this one is like a bit more spiritual um, but still like rockish and like rappy and everything like that. And for me, like I was thinking the crown had to do with like, I'm guessing the, the crown Jesus wears, the crown of thorns. Um, and like when, because he, he's kind of asking for forgiveness and like he's seeking for forgiveness from God and stuff like that for like this terrible thing it's that also he did. Like, like that, that was what I like. But it, but it could also be like being a leader to wear the crown. Are you worthy of, I mean... They're I mean, evidently which Jesus was, right? Like, but, but like, he was a leader. If you look at what Killer Mike and LP are doing here, they're taking on some leadership crown wearing roles in hip hop. You know, so it's And an like int- I think it's also kind of Machiavellian is like admitting that like you've had to do some like horrible things to end up where you are now. And like, you know, and your greatness now is also part is also constructed from all this terrible stuff that you had done in the past. And yeah. I think that that's kind of like interesting to think about as well. Um, so I give this a 4.3. I thought it was it was interesting and funky sounding and about forgiveness. All right. So the last song on the album proper is Angel Duster. Okay. How do you feel about this closer? Um, it was interesting. Um, I liked, you know, and this one again was like it flowed from um, like right into like this one with like, you know, almost like no like pause almost just like from like the last song into this one. Um, I like the like the drinking and the clinking sounds, um, the LP features like when he's like cheer- he's choosing someone um, and like you can tell it has like. You know, maybe they're a little bit drunk. They're a little bit looser in this one. It just kind of feels like that. It has the whoo, which I thought you liked. And those, that's your favorite noise t- to make. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's basically like a cheers to like the average man, to like the average person. Um, it, it's kind of like the whole sound is kind of cool, but a little bit eerie at the same time. Um, and they're like, keep shouting out like RTJ, like, you know, run the jewels and that's them. And so they're going to keep doing them. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know if there was, like, much else, like, to this one, um, well, really, but, I mean, I think yeah. it's a little bit, like, this is supposed to be, like, the jaded celebration. So, while everything is as fucked up as it is, there's still hope, you know? There's mm-hmm. still, like, like, there's painting it, like, a pope is a fraud, a church is a lie, a queen is the same damn thing, you should pray to your fake god that she died, god really mm-hmm. exists, I'll tell you this, it resides inside. Some hope there. So, not just, the, yeah, if you're looking for it through a systematic, you know, whatever, it's going to be awful, but it's inside. And anybody tell you different, just seven your religion, trying to keep your ass in line, I kill my masters, I mentor none. It means when I die, that's it, my style is gone, I'm a one of one. One half of the great RTJ. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so like he's kind of giving you a reason to live. Like you can be him too, you know? And I like, uh, I think LP kind of points out the like uh, where like he doesn't believe that anybody, like he wants people to believe in him, but he just wants to control them. Or like, you know, this kind of anti authoritarian drinking ballad. Yeah. Um, rap I mean, like harshness. they're very like punk and this is sort of like their. You know, I just I just really enjoy it, the way it ends. I feel like it's a very fitting closing. It's got this beat that the just the, the chords that they chose to make the song off of have like this it's not happy. 
it's, it's not eerie. sad. It's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Like you're ready. You can either take this and go in a direction of sadness, of like, oh, it's heavy and dark. But you could also take it in a let's get ready to take over the world. And I think that's how they feel, and that's how they end it with this. This, and that's what this song really does. It sells both those things. You say you want to be a leader. I think you want to be my god. You say uh, you on the right, uh, you side of the righteous. I say I'm gonna hang with the wrong. That's what it. That's where the filth is. There's lies in the law. I, you want a whore in a white dress. I want a wife in a thong. So you know you can dress up a whore and make her look pretty. That's still gonna make. She's still gonna be a whore. However, he wants a wife who's gonna act like a whore. You know, like it's a difference. So you can fall in love with a corrupt system that you dress up real pretty, but she's still a whore in a white dress. And you can go to the dark side to find a real fucking people. And I've always kind of lived like that because I haven't had much of a choice. The, the nice people don't like me much because I'm a little bit too real to put up with their shenanigans. So I really dig this track. But it, I don't know. I give it a 4.65. I was okay. like, it's not the 4.75, it's not the 4.5, it's, it's it's in between, so I gave it that. really like it, uh, but it, I don't know, it just, it wasn't like, it didn't, some of these songs really sucked me into a next level yeah. point. What about, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I pretty much said everything, but I mean, I also wanted to say, like, at the end, like, I don't know, it, I couldn't find anything about it, but, like, at the end, it definitely had, like, a Moby song feel to it, like, there was something... It's, um, the piano outro by Isaiah Ike Owens. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Okay, I guess so, if that's what you're saying. Um, anyways, I guess I was wrong, not Moby. But um, anyways, I appreciated the sound, but it wasn't my favorite one on the album. I, I give this a 4.25. That's dope, but I don't agree with you. There's still <laughs> one more on this project. That was a bonus track that was released. So this is not... We don't always do the bonus track. But if it's on Spotify, we will. And this is what I'm trying to convey is Blockbuster Night Part 2 was not album proper. I'm not a biggest fan of this song as everything else on the album, which is why I want to specify this is not on the album. Mm -hmm. This is the bonus track. And it is the first one where I'm like, oh, this is skippable. And I know that's <laughs> kind of harsh, but the beat, it's just not, it doesn't fit with yeah, everything else. There's that, something burn, about this. Burn, burn, burn. It just sounds corny compared to a lot of the other ones that sounded hard. And as much as I like Killer Mike, the elephants in the room, I'm talking about two tunnas. Better, uh, better true to your face like the two gunners. One half of the crew, you know them jewel runners. It's not that it's bad. It just feels B-side compared to everything we've just heard. And yeah. it's slower and it's fine. And then I really, really like how he ends the verse with ki uh, Killer did a killer cam. Couldn't kill a kid, so I spit on her like this on her. I, and then LP jumps in. I somersault into the room, then pop to the Van Damme split on her. They were really cool. I like that camaraderie. They flow through. But like none of the lines are like next level, again, compared to what we just heard. Yeah. Beats fine. Then there's that little bridge where Killer Mike shows up again. And then Despo. Despot? Whatever. He's there. He's all right. He sounds like a light version of the other two. He, he's got, like, fine shit. Like, cue the music. I'm about to do something stupid. I got to shine a new toolkit to fix your face and I'll use it. Flipping birds. I ain't talking about no middle fingers. Come line up to the kiss the ring of your favorite rap singer. That's a bold thing to say when Killer Mike's on the same song as you, my friend. Bold thing indeed to say. Mm -hmm. But fine. So this pot rose coming out the hot, you know, it's fine. It's good. You know what? As far as bringing a friend on the song, that was cool. But Wiki. Wiki is this little white guy. Wiki just 
like you know one of these things don't sound like <laughs> the others one of these things should not be on this song yep it and it just like i don't know if that's the top effort of wiki so i don't want to talk shit maybe that's a really good verse to some people but homie better be dapper than dan you wit it is not a witty line it's a weak ass wit line and then the wit it line i don't know maybe i'm just overthinking it Look, he's slower. He doesn't sound like he's. I think he's just young. Good. He's just young. He just he doesn't sound as good next to the other three. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Killer Mike's like forty. Which is fine, <laughs> but and like, and I'm not trying to like shit here because maybe he is just young in context, and this yeah. is Killer Mike helping a person out. Maybe this is like some contest and whatever. But here, all I'm trying to say is. It sounds weird, <laughs> uh, right? Because I'm tacky yeah. and tan. It's actually him. Pass me the gin. Pass me whatever you got. Pass me your bitch. Pass me the clip. Hit it. Hold it. It's about to pass me the fifth. Sip it. Okay. It's It works. It's technically good. Technically, I suppose. Like, I just don't like his verse that much. I thought this was a bit of a disappointing end to it, which is kind of why I'm saying whatever. It's, it's a 4.25. Everybody but the last guy was good. But nobody was great, and the beat wasn't great, and nothing about this song was that great. So I'm happy it was just like a bonus song. Yeah, and, it, and it's short too. It's only two minutes thirty nine seconds. I mean, not that any of these songs are particularly long, but this one's That's like extra true. short. Uh, um, Angel Dust is like five minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is basically a song like where they like talk about the people that they've screwed over and like they've done all this gangster stuff with, and like they're talking about ladies and the guns and like all that kind of stuff like a little bit. Um, like I agree like it's it's good but it's not as good as the rest and I'm also not really sure why would they would give this like such like a dope ass name like a part two of like such a such a great song when I feel like this does, doesn't live up to it. I think it has to do with to like it. the beats similar like the drum beat kind of has that punchiness to it. Eh, nah. I agree. Eh. Anyways um, I mean I'm glad it was a bonus I'm glad it's there I'm glad it exists but is it my favorite compared to like all the other amazing stuff I just heard? Mm, not so much. So I give this a four. It's a four on five. All right. Um, so I have two album review grades because there's the real one, which doesn't include the bonus. I'm giving this a 4.809. This is one of the highest grades I've given. I don't know if it's the highest. It's up there. I think to Pimp a Butterfly is the only thing I can think of that really is a higher grade than this. Mm. But that's right. I'm saying Run the Jewels 2 is in the conversation with the Pimp a Butterfly for fucking amazing albums that are just amazing. Like, yeah, the politics side of it, the like if you look at the activism side of hip-hop, it's there. If you look at the sports side of hip-hop, it's there. If you look the at the storytelling. The storytelling is there. Everything you can want. Wordplay, banging beats, everything, plus the men behind it live it. And you know how you got that proof? Trigger warning when Killer Mike just dropped. And you know how not fake he is. Yep. And they're working on RTJ4. Look, all I'm saying is this is one of my favorite albums ever. Like, this is such a good album. I'm going to call it a classic for me. I think this shit's timeless. I think this is an album that unfortunately didn't get as much shine as it deserved. But had it, would have been a pinnacle moment in pop music had it been considered pop music at the time. Which is a shame it didn't get that kind of love. Unless it really did, but I doubt it because most people haven't heard of it yet. I know because I bring up Run the Jewels a lot and people don't really know who they are yet. Still, amazing group. I think this is the act 
to back if you care about the social politics and pop. Like if you ever want to see some pop stars become pop stars that were actually real, these are the guys to yeah, put your money behind. Yeah, these are really, really cool guys. And I'm not saying they're trying to be that. I'm saying if you are sitting there going, I don't want Post Malone and Sway Lee to be making a bunch of songs. Then fucking buy Run the Jewels and give them fucking money and get in spins and help them out. That's what I'm trying to say. Put Watch your their money, show on Netflix. Uh, yeah, put your money where your mouth is and then be inspired to f- come up with a way to do change. Like, I don't know. My effort is trying to understand hip-hop as a white person publicly and embarrassingly. That's an <laughs> effort. You don't believe me? Ask Killer Mike. Anyway, with the bonus, it's a 4.7625. So I had to have two because, come on. It does hurt it. The bonus shouldn't be there. So that's why I don't think it's a fair thing to put on my grading because this album is fucking that good, okay? It's that fucking good. There is, there's not much in terms of standouts when everything is that good. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I only gave it the one grade um, for all of the songs, including the um, unfortunate, well, not unfortunate, but just like not as amazing um, bonus track. Uh, so this comes out for me as a four point four seven nine on five so it's 89 percent like this is this is really good it's such a short and sweet album it's very fun it's very energetic there's a lot of emotions but it's going to like hype you up um you're going to find something that you love on this album and it's it's certainly going to put you in like a mood to like motivate you and I, I like i said already i don't see why people wouldn't like this like i think that this is for everybody like i mean there's a white person and there's a black person so this is definitely like appealing to everybody and visually gangsta boo and yeah i like it's just so much fun i mean okay like maybe the people that like really hate like vulgarity and stuff like that maybe this isn't for them but like anybody who likes normal ass shit this is this is great so when people are being honest and nobody's looking this is the music for you uh, thank y'all for watching. It really means the world to us that you would give us any kind of time of day to hear what we have to say about the great Killer Mike and the great LP yep. and the great Run the Jewels and the Run the Jewels Tool Project. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Let us know what you think about these guys. Let us know if, if you've tried Cripicola or Blood Pop, I think it is. <laughs> how is it? Let us know. Cause you would, come I on. know you would love to get your Literally, that. the second I can get a bottle, it's living on this fucking thing, right? Every episode, we got Cripacola and Blood Pop yeah, up on there. We already there. had Fago. It's not in fucking... Well, she threw it on the floor, asshole. <laughs> um, it's not available in Canada yet, and I don't know that I'm willing to spend $100 on a bottle of soda to fucking eBay it. Mm. So... If you guys want to ship one, holla. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for watching. It means the world. Let us know in the comments. Again, uh, Killer Mike, if you want to ship a case, holla. Anyway, um, special thanks to the patrons. This is Milgit Amsey, Chris Prada, Super Old School 1994, and Lindell Williams. They support what we do directly. We recently got a Logitech Brio because of that Patreon money. Woo woo! And so if you want to help us grow and get a better life and all that good shit and put out more meaningful content with more time for research, that's a great way to help us get there otherwise if you want to hit that subscribe button that like button that comment and have a conversation with us because we're mm-hmm. small enough i can still answer you you can do that i also dropped a project on the spotify's and the itunes and all that shit where you can go listen to it, it should have flashed up here and that link is in the description of this video on that note next week is supposed to be ladies week but it won't be it's patreon request week followed by a late ladies week so that's right we're going to be doing a request from the patron pool. Anyway, we'll be back. Like y'all. Y'all are the best. Y'all are the heroes. Thanks, guys. Go watch Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Peace. Bye.